Hey there, and welcome to this episode of 8-Bit News, brought to you in proud association with our partner, NRG Marketing. Hello everyone, how hey. are we? hey -o. We keep asking how they are and they can never respond. Yeah, you never tell us how you are. We have Twitter. Yeah. Come at us on Twitter. Yeah, at, we'll start using me. it more if you use it at more. FCC 8-Bit News. Is that, is that the Twitter You handle? can see it on the website. Yeah, Twitter it's on our handles. website. It's on the website, Falcom FM website. We're on there. The yeah. Twitter handle's on there. We don't know off by heart, but at us. At us on Twitter, people. Yeah. Because we want to we want to speak with you. We wish to interact with, mm. with our public, with our fandom. We don't have a fandom yeah, yet. Fandom. Start a fandom, please. Yeah, but then with, a fan oh. with, then with a fandom, you get the fan fiction and no one wants that. I don't really... I don't read fan fiction, so... Make fan fiction if that's what you want to do, I guess. <laughs> if like that's what floats your boat. If that's your thing, make some fan fiction. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind if that's your thing. I'm not going to judge. Yeah, why not? You know, I like eating cheese just without anything else, and I really like making walrus faces with breadsticks. Write a fan fiction about Kieran eating cheese. Please, I would actually read that. I'm not going to lie. In French, so it's extra like romantic. No, in Italian. Italian's the best language in the but world. But I only know French. Like Kieran, j'adore les fromages. <laughs> yeah, but Italian. Okay. Like French has the word croissant, whereas Italian has the word like pizza, which is the most very romantic off, word of all time. Very off topic. It really has. Yeah. Mm. So today we're going to be talking about video gaming uh, fan theories and conspiracy theories um, that people have come up with, and we've each come up with three. We've brought our favourite three in. Mm. Um, we haven't come up with three. These aren't we've, ours. We've, preface. Yeah, we've not. First things first. We didn't come up with them. Mm. These are just three that we found each that we quite like and second thing is spoilers mm. lots and lots of spoilers yeah. all the time major spoilers for for one of mine it basically spoils the entire twist of a game mm. so massive spoilers with like a big spoiler alert like m spoiler alarm right now yeah all the spoilers all the spoilers will be coming out so Without further ado, uh, who's going first? Are we going to flip a coin to see who's going first? Yeah, that might sure. be a fairer way of doing it than just going, you. Mine are more on light-hearted... Mine are all on Nintendo games, so mine are all kind of more light-hearted. But... Uh, it's okay, mine are... Yeah. One of mine... One of the Two of mine aren't, and one of mine's just sort of like, oh, this is a neat thing. Mm. Here's a 10p. 10p, are b 10p coins are best for flipping people. If you want to flip a coin, flip a 10p coin, because yeah. they're the easiest to flip. Okay. And they make a lovely sound. When you do flip them. Okay, heads. Oh, I'll try that again. I'll move back from the mic. Oh dear. Great sound. Oh, that was convenient. Tails. So you're going first. I'm going one. first. Right. Nice. Well, we'll work it in with the nice one, and then we'll go into some of the more um, not so nice ones. So we'll work it in with my, my second pick on the screen right now in front of me which is an overwatch theory so if you've played overwatch you'll know what i'm talking about if you haven't go and play overwatch who are you like the one out of everybody in the planet that hasn't played overwatch <laughs> go and go and play overwatch please it's very good i've not played very much of it but i quite like it uh, and that theory states that soldier 76 is the father of the um the rocket loving um soldier farah in the game now, dun, dun, dun. now it is confirmed as a fact it's canon that farah's mum is anna who's a character in the game she's a sniper she's one of my main characters i like using anna she's brilliant um and she's confirmed as farah's mum now 
the theory states that when Overwatch was originally a thing, because Overwatch is a project, so I know you haven't played it. Mm. Overwatch was this um, organization set up to protect the world and stop terrorist events, but it went sour really quickly because people started like blaming Overwatch for things, and the original Overwatch was cancelled out and it was disbanded and their members scattered to the four corners of the universe um not actually that's over exaggeration massively on my part Mm. but um so their members basically were disbanded and they all went their separate ways now farah anna's mum uh is or was a member of the original overwatch and farah was brought up around these people around the original members of the original overwatch crew she was brought up with them she was she was a child when they were still around and soldier 76 was uh was another original member of overwatch Mm -hmm. he was also there um now soldier 76 is i think he's either 55 or 56 and anna is confirmed as being 60 now farah is in her 30s i think she's 35 as i believe now this theory states that obviously that um Soldier 76 is her dad, which means that the ages check out mm-hmm. uh, because they would have been in the original Overwatch. Anna and um, 76 would have been the original Overwatch team when they were around the sort of age where Farah came onto the scene and was a thing that the yeah. original Overwatch members knew about. So it would make sense, you it know, if you're working yeah. together that yeah. things would happen. It would make sense. And uh, the, it, the game's light on story. It bases most of its story in animated shorts and in-game dialogue. Um, so one of the in-game dialogues for 76 is when he sees Farah get a kill, he says, you got your aim from your mother, I see. Or your mum. You got your aim from your mum, I see. Um, Which would imply that he has something to do with the family. Um, But I mean, with him being an obvious original member of Overwatch, that could just be an obvious tenuous link. But add to this the fact that um, Anna and 76 do get rather flirty with their in-game dialogue with Anna um, saying it's good to see that you've not lost any of your good looks. I don't know how she can see that through 76's face mask but um, it's just like, the hair she I guess. Knows. Yeah, she's she knows. Yeah, she's cheekbones. She's like, bones. you've still got like the, 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 the locks. The vibe. You've still got the locks man. Yeah. I like it. Um, And that like sort of flirting combined with um, their existence in the universe at the same sort of time in the right sort of context and one last thing is that there was a person who tweeted Blizzard. They added Blizzard and asked if... Like, 70s... you should add us. <laughs> yeah, like, you should add us on Twitter. Uh, like, and they asked if 76 was Farah's dad. And Blizzard tweeted them back and confirmed that this was the case. But the tweet was deleted very quickly. Well, because it was like some intern who was like, Maybe. yeah, totally it was. And then everyone's like, shut There's up. There's the possibility that either it was a mistake or it was someone had confirmed something that they didn't want confirmed straight away because maybe mm. it's something planned for an animated short or a sequel but the biggest piece of information that blizzard have said is that farah knows who her dad is so Makes farah sense. actually knows if for, if 76 is her dad i keep wanting to say 47 but i can't because it's a different character but <laughs> farah knows Numbers. who the dad is we just don't so blizzard why don't you tell us if mm. farah knows and Anna knows, and the dad knows, why don't you just tell us if it's 
76 on that. Well, yeah, but, like, there would be no point in them saying, would they? Because, like, it's not like people... It's not like you just go home to your dad and it's like, Hello, father, who I I, I know is my father. Who yeah, gave but... Birth, who birthed me. Yeah, but then, like, the Anna and 76 fanfiction would be real. The ship would be real. True, Although the ship will sail. Admittedly, 76 is more shipped with with Mercy, who's the main healer, mm. um, who can heal the raids. It's... It's a whole nother thing like, to go into. Like, in like Blizzard, day. can you make the ship sail, please? Yeah, give us give us that ship. Mm. Give us the ship. Right, your go. Your turn. Okay, I'm, I'm going to start off with my most lighthearted one as well, because it's kind of just a bit of fun. It's not really kind of creepy or sad in any way. And it's the idea that throughout all of the Super Mario games, all of the characters are just actors. They just act in these games. like, And that explains why they all appear in different forms throughout the games. Like, Bowser and Mario can be enemies one minute, and then they're tennis and karting buddies the next, because, you know, that's definitely something I do. I definitely party with my enemies. Yeah, um, I mean, we play tennis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We um, play tennis, and we hate each other's guts. Yeah. 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 We do, we only put on this facade. Didn't, didn't think we were going to bring it up today, but... No, this uh, is abs- don't, don't take this further than it needs to go. Anyway, the most um the game that has the most evidence for this theory is Super Mario Bros. 3, which includes bolted scenery where it's actually bolted to like the background of the set where and it casts shadows on it as well, indicating that it is just a background rather than an actual place. Um hanging platforms that are hanging from like steel um what's like rope, which again is used in staging. Um and the most kind of convincing bit of evidence is with at the end of every stage, Mario leaves the stage and it goes into black and white as if he is off stage and the entire game begins with a curtain rising. So, you know, mm-hmm. that makes sense just why it would be a play. And then others could be, like, movies or TV shows, anything that could conceivably have these characters in it. Like, it's a franchise. Uh, this explains why Peach keeps getting kidnapped. It's like a soap opera. It's like every every week it's like another, oh, help Mario! It's like, again, really? I, I love the idea that Mario is like EastEnders. Oh yeah. Because Bowser would sound exactly like Phil Mitchell. <laughs> like, alright you toilet, what are you doing? I'm gonna kidnap your girl, I'm gonna do this. Oh no! It's going down, whether you like it or not. Pretty much. Yeah, um, that's what I want I, now. I would, I would love like, in the beginning of like Super Paper Mario, where it's like, oh man, why am I, be-? it's like, oh yes, and you're going to marry me. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Someone needs to make that. Mm. We we have people who can do this. Yeah, totally. I know people who can make that happen. So yeah, I thought that was a bit of fun. I like to think that the main games are like the show, and then like you know the stuff like Mario Kart and like the Mario the Olympic stuff is just the actors just chilling out, like you know mm. having a bit of fun. A bit like when actors appear on like on like game shows. It's like that. They're just like, hey guys, I am the famous Bowser from. Super Mario, and I'm going to be playing um, Celebrity Tennis. Kieran oh shocked. Oh my god. What? The entire Mario franchise is just the BBC. The main Mario games are just like BBC shows, just like main like dramas and stuff. Yeah, and so some of them are different. Like Super Paper Mario was a little bit more adult, Super you know. Super Paper so Mario that... was like more adult and like funny. Yeah. So that would be a comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, um... You've got more dramatic Death ones like Galaxy. Yeah. Galaxy would be more like, you know, your dramas and that sort of thing. You've got like the kids your, ones. Your mainline Super Mario Bros. games, which yeah. are just like the soaps. Yeah. And then you've got things like uh the Olympic ones, which would just be the Olympics, the 
kart races, which would be the F1 that they do, the football games, which would be match of the day. Mm. You've got Super Mario Party, which Sports. would be like... Game shows. Game shows. Oh, pointless. Pointless Super Mario edition. Dr. Mario, which would be <gasps> doctors. Dr. Oh, my gosh. We've just created our own theory. All we need is a Mario news channel. And we would have the BBC News, and then all we would need is Mario to go ballroom dancing, and we would have Strictly Come Dancing, and we could have an entire day of Mario-themed BBC produce. Could you not say that in Super Mario 64, what's the name of the thing that carries the camera around? Oh, um... Could you not say that he's like a, like a, like a, a journalist? a reality TV show. He's a journalist, yeah, reality TV. Boom! We've just come up with an entire Mario theory We made ourselves. a new theory, guys. <laughs> Super Mario is the BBC confirmed. We are God. That gets a clap and a half. I mean, maybe not, actually. That gets a nice nice clap and a half there. Very well done. Mm. So, is it my turn again? Yes, it is your turn again. Right, we're going to move into some... We're going to move into some darker territory here. We're going to go with a little portal. Spooky we'll music. Little, little portal uh, portal conspiracy theory. Uh, so, GLaDOS. You've all heard of GLaDOS. You've I love heard of GLaDOS. GLaDOS. I love her. GLaDOS is best, best insult. Uh, my personal favourite is... Um, so, we've got the test results back. Uh... Turns out you're a horrible person. We weren't even testing for that. <laughs> it's like that's I've used that insult in real life and it's brilliant. It works so well. I think my favourite one is when um again spoilers, but when um Wheatley is like trying to insult her by being like, Oh, you're adopted and also you're fat and then she's like, Oh wait, what's wrong with being adopted? By the way, you are adopted and that's terrible, but just go with it. Like Yeah. But uh the theory states that GLaDOS is Chell's mum. Um, because uh, GLaDOS, the rogue AI that throws shade at you and tries to poison you with neurotoxin at every turn. Um, just like Mother used to do. <laughs> yeah, just like Mother. Uh, <laughs> GLaDOS is um, an AI based on Cave Johnson's um, assistant, Carolyn, um, who's a long-suffering assistant of Cave Johnson, and it's shown that they have a little bit of a relationship, possibly. She's not the sharpest tool in the shed. I mean. No, but she's lovely. Yeah. Um, and you know that Chell is the daughter of one of the Aperture employees due to her um, her Bring Your Daughter to Work Day mm-hmm. project. Um, that, was which, a, that was a bad time. Which, may I ask, may I add, is a Bring Your Daughter to Work Day project on potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Carolyn being based into GLaDOS, if GLaDOS is... If Carolyn was Chell's mother, would mean that you know that bring your daughter to work day project would be would be there it would be available mm-hmm. also uh, in that project it states that mr johnson or cave johnson would have given them the money to allow her to do this project or provided mm. the potatoes to do this project with which would mean that obviously the parent that she was there with would have had to have close links and ties with mr johnson mm-hmm. um which would tie into the fact that carolyn would be shell's mother and now, also that the economy is dreadful if you really need funding for potatoes. Yeah. Um, as well as this, uh, the turret opera at the end of Portal 2 calls Shell Caramia, which is Italian for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and this entire turret opera is conducted by none other than GLaDOS. Um, mm-hmm. She has nothing better to do at that no, point. No, she's got nothing better to do with her time. Um the theory also goes on to state that Miss Cave Johnson could possibly be Shell's dad. However, during because I mean, come on, there's only other one, there's only one other male person that's stated to 
exist in the universe at the time mm-hmm. and he lives in the ducts don't you rat man um <laughs> but that's not possible because in the um in the um bringing daughter to work day project it's stated that um shell uh shell's mother and father and her father specifically and mr johnson are different people mm. unless maybe glados is your adopted insults have been correct the entire time Ooh. Um, oh that'd be so, like, so subconscious wouldn't it it really would no be. but what if like she was just like feeling guilty about like, the fact that you know like she wasn't her real mother and so it comes out vicariously for oh that's sad yeah although um she does say the line that um I mean, it's fine. Why would you want to... S- they probably wouldn't want to see you anyway. They gave you up as a child, so that you probably want to meet- wouldn't want to meet them anyway. Um, mm. When they're going through the trials. Mm. Um, but the one of my favourite pieces of evidence for this is that she, GLaDOS, defends Chell when Wheatley's insulting her. When you said earlier that Wheatley was like, oh, you, you're adopted and you're, you're fat, GLaDOS replies with... <laughs> She's not fat. Yeah. She's not fat at all. Um, even though that's exactly what she's been saying. Even though saying that's exactly well, what yeah. she's been saying the entire time. And that's sort of like a motherly thing to do. She's defending her child, despite the fact that that's the sort of joking, almost banter that they have. Mm. Despite the fact that Shell can't speak. So, yeah, it's, a, it's like a bit one-sided. Yeah. And in the ending for Portal 2, Shell, uh, um, Shell is described by GLaDOS as being a lot like Carolyn. She, I think it says that maybe you were not, a lot like her. Maybe not quite as heavy. Yeah, you were a lot like her. Maybe more heavy. Or maybe heavier. Harsh. But, um, it, this, this theory makes sense. Mm. It doesn't make sense as to why Gladys is constantly trying to kill Shell. And it doesn't make sense as to why she's trying to flood every chamber she's in with deadly I, I think it's because, you know, like, Glados is not entirely Carolyn. Yeah. It's only a part well, of Well, she's her. a rogue AI. So yeah, initially exactly. she would have been fully Carolyn, but now she's just GLaDOS. She's developed into a completely different thing. Which is why you can then justify the line, science has now validated your parents' decision to abandon you on a doorstep. Indeed. Because she's got the scientific aspect. Yeah. Yeah. However, my favourite... This this does give me an opportunity to talk about my favourite ever quote from a video game, if I can find it, mm-hmm. on my phone, which was spoken by Cabe Johnson. <gasps> Is it part of the speech? Um, it's the lemons. I love the lemon, the speech. lemon speech. Which is, if life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Yeah. Show life who's boss. <laughs> You're not going to make lemons. You know, I'm Ca- you know I am? I'm Cabe Johnson. I'm going to go make some guys in my R&D department work on explosive lemons so I can come and lemon bomb your house. I'm going to go get some guys to work on some incendiary lemons that will just burn your house down. That's my favourite line from from loads of video games. That's one of my favourite yeah. lines. It's like, do you know who I am? I'm a guy who's going to burn your house down with I'm, the lemons. I'm going to get some guys to develop some flammable lemons yep. to come and burn your house down with the lemons. And the entire time, guys, is like, oh, he says what we're all thinking. And it's yeah. like... I love yeah, him. Sure. I love Cave Johnson, mainly because he's played... By J.K. Simmons, Simmons who's Ooh. a brilliant actor, Quality. and I love J.K. Simmons and everything he's been in. Mm. Even his tiny role in La La Land was brilliant, and I'm not going to talk anymore because I know that I will just go on about how brilliant La La Land is. So take it away for your second one. Okay, again, as I said, I'm doing all mine on Nintendo, but um, my other two are kind of—they're both kind of darker. I mean, I'm going to start with the one that's more creepy, and then end with the one that's more sad. So this next one is on Animal Crossing. 
Animal Crossing is a really this. sweet, cute game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's about child abduction. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves child abduction. No, that's, that's not right. Um, Everybody loves child abduction. So, with this, it kind of starts right at the beginning of the game. When you've got, you arrive on the bus, you just, you wake up on this bus. How did you get on this bus? Nobody knows, maybe you were drugged. More on that later. Um, it's being driven by Cap'n. Cap'n. You know, um, K-A-P-P-apostrophe-N. Who is the same guy who does all the vehicles in all the games, like the boats and like all of that kind of stuff. Um, what you might not know is that this um, Cap'n is actually based off of a Kappa which is a Japanese mythical monster, which is known for murder and child kidnapping. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I watched a video on one of those. Yeah, I wonder. I have to do my research. Hmm, maybe, maybe that has any kind... Maybe that has some relevance. In fact, yeah, no, it totally does. Um, as soon as you get there, you, you are completely adopted into this cult of Tom Nook, who's forcing you to work, like, work off these house upgrades you don't even want, so you're constantly in debt and you can't leave. That's horrific. Plus, no one you ever meet is a human. They're all animals, outside of multiplayer, of course, but, you know, not talking about that. If you are just in your town, or even when you go into the city, everyone is an animal. Where are the other humans? Well, you've been taken away from all of them, and you're in this animal child-abducting cult. I mean, what is the line? The mayor is always watching. That is mm. no, That doesn't belong in any kind of child-friendly thing. Like, yeah, so... Everything that's happening within that is all part of this cult. You get letters from your mum, I believe, or like your parents being like, oh, hey, how's it going? I mean, they don't seem particularly genuine, do they? They kind of sound Mm. like they're trying to say, hey, we're great. Stay there because you're already happy. Don't come back. Even if you ever ask for help, you know, nothing ever happens. So maybe you just can't leave. Maybe. Evil, the evil cult of Tom Nook, more evil than we previously thought. I I like that theory. I like this Mm. theory. This theory, I think, has legs because it, it really does... It, it accounts for a lot of the weird stuff mm. that is found in these games. Which I love when... um. So if you believe this, go back and watch the very first kind of cutscene bit right at the beginning, which is just kind of silence as the bus drives are on, except for just Captain doing that little whistling tune. And it just seems so much more off than it would have before. Mm. Mm. I, I, I vaguely remember that... Um, I think... Was it Game Theory did a video on this? I think um, they may have done a video I don't remember, on this. I don't remember Game Theory doing a video on this. I remember um, Space Hamster doing a video on this. Mm. I, I remember I've seen a video on this theory before and mm. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Because I was like, ooh, this is... It's like, it's, ooh, that feels real. Ooh, this, yeah. this feels like something that could be possible. Mm. This is a completely plausible situation. Yeah. But I can go one better than that. I can I can one up that. Oh God, sorry, I wasn't aware this was a competition. Indeed, it is. It's a competition. What for you the mean, best a bit player. like Moonlight one up to La La Land? Yeah, but that was deserved because Moonlight is also a brilliant. I, kn- film. I know it is. It's a wonderful movie. I've seen it. It's brilliant. It's absolute gold. Um, mm-hmm. and this final theory from me is, uh, I'm not even bragging here. It's an absolute cracker. It re- it really is. It's it's. Oh, it's a corker. It is. It is a corker. It's it is a cracker. It's the fact that spoiler alert. The theory states that Songbird from um, Bioshock Infinite is -hmm. another Book of DeWitt. Mm. Now, if you've not played Bioshock Infinite, the whole plot line is that you're you're Book of DeWitt and you've been sent up to this city that's in the sky full of racists and old people. Um, We are the master race. Um, And you've been sent up there to rescue this girl and bring her back to 
wherever it is you appear to be. Now, you've been sent up there, and you're doing your thing, and it turns out that the main villain of the game, Zachary Hill Comstock, who's been holding this girl hostage, mm-hmm. is you. It's you from a parallel universe. Oh my gosh. And it turns out that the girl you've been rescuing, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. is your daughter. It's your daughter that you see be stolen. Damn, I hate, when that, I hate when that happens. I know. <laughs> now, Zachary Hale Comstock is shown to be infertile. So it, actually what it is, is Elizabeth is your daughter. She's not even your daughter from a parallel timeline. She's Just... not even Zachary Comstock's daughter. She's your daughter who was stolen from you. She was stolen from you, and the theory states that since two Book of DeWitts exist in that universe already, mm-hmm. what's the problem with getting a third in? Yeah, true. Now, Songbird is this massive mechanical bird from the Bioshock series that is seemingly... The, the series is made for fan, fan theories due to its use of timelines and multi, multiple dimensions and people that can travel between the two. Yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. Let's throw cannon out the window. Literally Looking anything. at you, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Looking at you, Rick and Morty. Morty. I don't know about this, Rick. <laughs> Shut up, Morty. <laughs> it's, it is made for fan theories. Mm. And Songbird acts as Elizabeth's jailer. And rightfully gets kind of miffed off when she escapes with the help of Booker. Now, mm. later on, you discover that Songbird is actually a fusion of man and machine, like the Big Daddies from the original Bioshock game. What they are basically is it's a person inside a giant mechanical bird suit who has been conditioned to protect Elizabeth at all costs. Okay. Like the Big Daddies were with the Little Sisters in Rapture, where Dr. Sushong um, uh, conditioned them to always care for the little sisters and if even the threat of harm came to them the big daddies would jump in and just end the threat they'd just kill it straight away wow um and the theory states that inside of songbird there is a person and that person is a book of dewitt from a parallel dimension Mm. now to condition someone you need to build up a paternal bond between the person and the person they're going to be protecting Mm. and the easiest way to do this would just be to get her father from another parallel universe and put her, put him in the bird suit. Mm. Now, there is water to this theory. There's there's a lot of strength to this, and one of my favourite links is that all three characters drown. All three characters die by drowning. Mm. Booker Dewitt is drowned in a river by a bunch of Elizabeths from parallel universes to end sure. the loop of time that connects Booker being his daughter being kidnapped and then being locked away in the tower, Zachary Hell Comstock being a racist. Um, and he's drowned in a river. Const- Comstock is drowned in a baptism- baptismal font by Booker. That's lovely. It really isn't. Um, no? No. It's, that sounds it's, really poetic. It's violent. Um, <laughs> then Songbird drowns in the ocean around Rapture in the um, in the burial at sea. Um DLC. Hmm. Songbird drowns in the ocean around Rapture um, as he sees Elizabeth um, Mm -hmm. you know, doing her thing. And he drowns there. Now this would mean that it's another one of the universal constants because there's universal constants that are set up. There will always be Bookers, there will always be Elizabeths, Mm -hmm. and there will always be Comstocks. And this could mean that another one of these universal constants in the game could be that Booker will always die by drowning. 
because the three bookers that we're shown the possible three bookers the two that we're definitely shown both die by drowning and songbird also dies by drowning now the idea states that the booker that has been put into songbird is a booker from a parallel dimension where he's his elizabeth has died Mm. so he's grieving and he's mourning and then comstock brings him into this universe where elizabeth's still alive and gives him the opportunity to protect her which obviously he's gonna want yeah and because he's already lost one he doesn't want to lose another one so he's really protective yeah and he wants to keep her safe which increase it only increases the paternal bond it means that the paternal bond between songbird and elizabeth is even stronger than the bond between the big daddies and the little sisters in the original bioshock Mm. and makes sense the idea that booker is incredibly protective due to him having lost an elizabeth already and now having another chance would mean that the bond would form easier Mm. and it just makes sense that songbird would be another booker and it would add another layer of depth to the story which sounds already very thick it's oh boy it's some real deep stuff it's a deep cave to go down (laughs) um and it would add another layer of emotion to it with elizabeth Mm. killing songbird by sending him to the bottom of the ocean it would add another layer of emotion if she knew that that was her father inside there that's kind of sad actually and that booker had witnessed the death of his Elizabeth, and now oh. he's been killed by another Elizabeth. Oh. And that adds a lot more emotion to it. Don't make me sad. Very, the next one's sad, sad as well. It's a sad theory. Oh. Um, but it's a theory that possibly I will be asking the creator of the Bioshock series about um, mm. in next month when I go oh, he's to... Oh, he's plugging it now. I'm plugging it, yeah, I'm plugging it. Um, when I go to a video game convention in London called Resd, now, Rez is a wonderful convention. There's 150 new games being debuted there. There are a lot of people from the industry that I really respect going. Ken Levine's going to be there on the Friday, I believe. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to possibly go on the Friday and the Saturday. Um, probably be going for both days, um, looking around, doing my thing, uh, trying to get to play as many of these games as I can, trying to talk to as many of these people as I can. Um, and I, if I get the chance, I'll be asking... Ken Levine, the creator of the Bioshock series, about this theory that Songbird is another booker, and asking whether it's a possibility that this could happen. Five minutes later. Oh, we've just had our minds blown. Uh, <laughs> I'm, why? Not, I'm not okay. <laughs> why? Why would he do that? Basically, we've just had. We would we were like we've kind of keep this light hearted, but we've just been presented with the idea that like our lives are just a simulation and we we're are just a all game. Sims. I don't want to be a sim. I don't want to be chucked in a pool and then have the ladder taken away. Admittedly, I just climb out. I don't want to not be able to get to a toilet because there's a chair sitting there. I don't want to be okay. locked in a room with no toilet and a typewriter until I type out an amazing piece of work and then I'm allowed to go to the toilet. Uh, uh, anyway. Anyway, back to the back to the matter at hand. Yeah, are we, I'm going to get a bit depressing now. This is your last one. I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite games. Depress it up. Which is Majora's Mask. Oh, I love this theory. Oh, yeah, yeah, you you would, you would. This is a great theory. Um, And it is the theory... That throughout the entire game, this entire, you know, albeit kind of creepy but still light-hearted romp, Link is dead. The best Zelda game. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't played Breath of the Wild yet. No, but... it's, I'm going to play Breath of the Wild on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Well, look forward to that full review. Because former host Ben has a Ooh. Nintendo Switch that he got today, and I'm going over there tomorrow. So we're exploiting him, basically. I'm going to play the entire... I'm going to play for the entire day, and I'm going to come back 
next week with an opinion of the Nintendo Switch and Good see how it handles. And I'm very excited. And <laughs> He's bouncing. Yeah. Can I, I continue? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So, yeah, Link is dead throughout the entirety of Majora's Mask. Here's some evidence as to why, because it's actually not so much... It sounds kind of creepy, but it honestly ends up just kind of being kind of heartbreaking. So at the start of the game, Link falls down that really, really deep hole, and you have all this weird, twisted imagery going on that looks just kind of bizarre. Um, and it's at this point in the theory that Link has died, and he ends up in Termina. You know, Termina sounds like terminal. Basically, Link is in Purgatory. According to this theory, anyway, which personally I think is accurate, but you know, mm. I'm not, I'm not Shigeru. <laughs> You're not Shigeru Miyamoto. No. Don't tell me what I can or cannot think. <laughs> Only Shigeru Miyamoto can do that. Yeah, because he is our holy. He is God. Yeah, he is. Like every time you say his name, like the choir sings, like Miyamoto is God. Oh, Miyamoto, yeah. Miyamoto is life. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So each game section is but supposed you, to make. Yeah, bad mouth Miyamoto. I was not going to. Or I will end you. Oh, I know. I'd end myself if I badmouth Shigeru Miyamoto. Everyone would end you if, if anyone yeah. badmouths Miyamoto. So basically, each game section is a different stage of the five stages of grief. And if you don't know what those are, because I'm going to be honest, who would? I mean, I'm just morbid like that. I do. Okay, would you... Kieran, would you like to tell us what the five stages of grief are? No, you can do it, because you've got your little book. Okay, it's... Oh, so he doesn't know. It's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And each of the sections of the world Link goes to are representative of each of these places. Of each of these stages. Stages, stages thank you. There we go. Remember your words. I know. Okay. One. So the first one is Clock Town. Uh, and this represents denial. Uh, basically, in the way that this is, the Carnival Committee are refusing to acknowledge that the moon is falling. The giant moon with, may I add, the creepiest face in all of video games like, like the, is falling from the sky. Even creepier than like the, the dark moon emoji. Yes. Even creepier than even that. Even creepier than that. Mm. Literally, you can see it in the sky falling down, but people are just like, no, no we're going to throw a party. Yeah, Guys, party. it's fine. Moon party. Woo. Yeah! Moon parties! You're all going to die! Yeah, pretty much. And then eventually they do realise, but at that point, in that ti- in that timeline of the four days, it's too late. It's so. too late. Although, yeah. Although, I will say, Majora's Mask is out of all of the Zelda games, because I've never played a Zelda game. Come at me! <laughs> I've never played a Zelda game, but out of all of them, I would imagine that Majora's Mask is the best. Mm-hmm. Because, like... Well, it depends. I mean, it depends on what kind of Zelda format you like. If you like the open world, I'm just going to explore, then not really. But if you like the kind of story, it is. It's the one with the most interesting concept. Yeah. It's like, I've not... I've. It's like, before I saw it, I was like, Terminator 2 is the best Terminator movie. It's better than Terminator Genesis. I've seen Terminator 2. It's the best Terminator movie. It's better than Terminator Genesis. (laughs) That's in the same way where I can quite safely say that, in my opinion, Majora's Mask is the best Zelda... It's better than Ocarina of Time because it has a more interesting concept. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And that's kind of unpopular opinion. But still, that's it's a humble opinion. Yeah. Okay, so we've Not gone humble, through... I'm God. <sighs> Other than Miyamoto, yeah, who is you, God. Yeah, you're second to God. Miyamoto you, is you God. Be Jesus. Miyamoto is love. Miyamoto is life. Anyway, before we start offending religious groups, um, next we have... I all the religious groups I want. Shut up. <laughs> we have Woodfall, which represents anger. And in this section, we see the Deku, Deku King persecuting a monkey for causing the apparently causing the death of the Deku Princess. But the monkey's innocent. 
they're just trying to blame someone. This guy gets really angry that his, like, daughter has been killed and so just decides, I'm gonna scapegoat this monkey and murder him. Because why not? That's just monkey violence. So again, anger. He's not- he doesn't want to accept the death, so he's angry about it instead. Cough, cough, racism. Cough, <clears throat> cough. Yeah. Racism a monkey. Hmm. Just a monkey doing monkey things. And then we get to Snowhead, which is where we get the bargaining section of it. Um, basically, uh, all the Gorons are there, and their patriarch, um, whose name is Darmani, Dam- yeah, Darmani, has died. How sad. Oh, now, no. what we see is we see Darmani's ghost, who is begging Link to be brought back to life. This is bargaining. He's bargaining to have more time at life, when in reality, his time has passed, you know? You can't. You, <coughs> you dead, Darmani. Yeah, exactly. You won't, you won't die. You know, but, you know, he doesn't want to accept that. He wants to come back because he was this, like, great warrior. So he wants to continue being... He wants to die in battle. <coughs> yeah, pretty much. And go into the glorious kingdom of Valhalla. Yeah. Is he a, is he a Viking or something? Well, well, I mean, you said die in battle. That's what I went for. Oh, fair enough. Hmm. And then we get to Great Bay, which is depression. And this is represented by the character of Lulu and her losing her eggs. And when we literally see her, she's not even, again, like the other three stages, she's not angry, she's not trying to bargain for anything. She's just, she just cries because she can't move on. She just cries about it, about the fact that she's lost her eggs, which, again, could be in another theory a metaphor for miscarriage. Mm. But, again, yeah, so... She's stuck there, and she just cries into, like, the ocean, and the ocean is representative of, like, her sea of tears. And all, just... I, all I'm going to say is when you said Great Bay, all I thought of was, like, B-A-E, and I was like, oh, this is very different. This is not... <laughs> it's a Great Bay! This is... Oh, oh no. no, no, her, her husband is, like, or, like, her boyfriend is, like, the guitarist, and he's also dead, so... Oh. But then Link puts on the Zor- Zora mask. Zora mask, yeah. Yeah, and then pretends to be him. But she's still sad because she's oh, also lost deep. her Oh, that's dark. Link, yep. why are you doing this? Yeah, I know. It's, it's in people's personal lives. It's a bad time. And then we get to uh, Icona Valley, or yeah, however you want to pronounce it, American way, whatever, uh, which finally is acceptance. A lot of the people here are dead. So, yeah, that's Fair a good enough. start. Um, they're quite accepting of it. No one is denying that they're dead. No one is angry about it. No one is trying to come back to life. And no one is just miserable. They accept that that is the end of life. They're just like, yeah, I'm dead. Mm. I don't really care. Exactly. Just gonna, just gonna have a rave. Yeah. Just a little, I'm dead. You I can don't rave when you're dead, yeah. Just gonna, gonna have a dead party here. Just and so from this weird. point, Link then climbs the tower into kind of the heavens. And as he goes, you have to make the different statues of yourself. Four, to be precise. And this is representing leaving behind the other four stages. So he is leaving behind his denial, his anger, his bargaining, and his depression that relate to his death. And as he gets to the very top, he achieves enlightenment, which is embodied by the light arrow. And so he can accept and move on from his death and continue to live his life in whatever afterlife there may be. And then go and shoot Shadowkin in the face with that light arrow. Anyway! Yay! That's <laughs> so, the end. Yeah, That's those were some that we came up with. If you have any more that yeah. you'd like us to talk about, tweet us. Yeah, at us on Twitter. Yeah. Which you can find at the Felton FM uh, internet webpage. Uh, you can find that on the interwebs, mm. on the internets at feltonfm.co.uk. Also, I think we should, like, we should have a little announcement because I don't think we've talked about it on this podcast yet. We haven't yet. Some other podcasts have talked about it and. Again, this is still... It's not going to be for a while yet, but we're just trying to give it some traction. we do a little drum roll? Yeah. 
We're doing a 24-hour podcast. I mean, not just us. It's not going to be. Don't worry, it won't just be us for the entire 24-hour. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Although, admittedly, overnight, between the hours of 10, which is the watershed, nine. and the... Nine is the watershed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, between the hours of nine, and, what is it, like, six in the morning? Yeah, probably. Between those hours, I will be non-stop playing Alien Isolation, hopefully, yep. on Twitch. So, what's going to happen is, we're going to have our own sections where we're going to be doing stuff similar to what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, And then, as well, during that, we're also going to have our own streaming sections. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also going to be uh, the actual... V is for um, charities for mental health. That is what we're doing it for, to raise money for that. I'm doing it for mind. And for, yeah. And also... We um, have a name, I believe. Hmm? We have a yes, name. Yes, we do. Which is a we're doing megahertz. it for mind and one other, one other charity, which I can't remember. Yeah, with Megahertz, MH, mental health. That's what we're going to be doing. It's going to be sometime in more of the summer. Yeah. So Once, it's once not I've li- finished my exams. Yeah. It's I not for a little while yet. don't have to worry about anything else. It's not for a little while yet. Yeah. So, you know, build the hype. And during it, as well as talking about our own kind of video game stuff, we're also going to have sections where we are going to be talking about the mental health aspect side of things, any kind of personal stories and stories that have affected us in general general information. Um, And we hope you can tune in for at least some of it. We probably are going to be on, in terms of having two different things we're doing, we're going to be on for the most time. So any time throughout the night... Or, or I think we've also got one mm. section beforehand yeah. to play like a PG game. Yeah. So anytime you can tune in, we would love you mm. to join us. Tune in between the hours of nine and six because I'll be screaming like a little girl. And also, if you um, want to, any of the other podcasts who you follow, feel free to have a look yeah. at theirs as well because it should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, feel free to donate money to us because it will all be going to charity. Now yes. that we're going to us, unfortunately, but it will all be going to charity in a really good cause yes. and really good charities that don't often get a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. So just remember, Squall is dead. Uh, Gladys is Chell's mother. Uh, Mario's a communist. You didn't mention that one. And Kirby is set in a post-apocalyptic future. Have a lovely weekend, None everyone. None of these were talked Have about. Have a lovely week. <laughs> Bye-bye. You've ruined my life. Bye. Bye.